Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. Thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. We are in Davos at the World Economic Forum and I have the privilege of just walking up to people <laughs> and asking them to join us, especially when I see uh, this beautiful flag colors of South Africa. I'm now joined by Lubuyo Khani. He's the founder of Sidulo Uluto Technologies. Thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Just take us through what your company does and what you're doing at the World Economic Forum this year. Thank you so much. Um, Sidulo has been existing for 20 years. I did in Cape Town as setting refurbished computers in first internet cafes and opening school now becomes one-stop center. And then I was awarded award by Schwab as a social entrepreneur 2016. So it's my second time in Davos now. So I come here from an organization, but also I represent um, social entrepreneurs in Africa through Catalyst 2030. And the reason why I'm here is just like to kind of broaden up because there's a huge discussion around social economy now that um, most, I mean, countries have to adopt it to, to extend that it allows many social entrepreneurs have opportunity to work with the government, also work with big businesses through changing kind of the policy. What is the importance of the kind of work that you do in a context like Kailicha in South Africa, where we know that there is rampant inequality, poverty and unemployment? The most important things, uh, especially, I mean, and then it's going to be part of this discussion on Thursday with Microsoft. It's about how people from Kailicha or Soweto who need teacher skills, um, AI skills, um, business skills, but you could not afford. And um, how can we reskill them to extend that um, the government also big businesses can also support to fund and enables that opportunity now because we've got this model now, which is career center and the business center where people can work in and access to services and find employment study further now. So we're, we're using that model now to take it in terms of how can we expand it beyond where we are because we currently having 46 centers. We want to be in every part of the country, even in Africa. So you've got 46 centers. Tell me a little bit more about them. You're saying people can walk in and get assisted. Uh, I'm assuming they're in places where uh, people maybe don't have access to laptops and the like. Do they have to pay? Do they have to get vetted? What's the story? So, I mean, like with the model is more, it's like this, we have a 45 centers, I mean, centers, front 20, 20 back 25, which is training center at the back. Front is more like a retail space now, which um, you could come in looking for doing a CV, find employment, you can come in want to do a tender, come in, get a training around, I mean, your businesses. Um, so we, we allow people to connect, skilled, and finding a opportunity now. So we probably see more than 200 people a day coming to the centers for different reasons. Yeah, I mean, across, especially in the Eastern Cape, Western Cape and KZN, that's where, I mean, bulk of like the center now. So we are semi, not what part of rural areas and also part of the township. And we do that deliberately because of access is very important in those areas. And so what does the person have to do? Uh, do they have to pay you? How are you running these centers, especially if there's over 40 of them across the country? So uh, part of this model is more, it's a combo. 16 of them are franchised and then 30 are owned by us. And then it's affordable price because we work with numbers. We open eight to eight. So people pay the minimum amount of like, in the six months, we train probably about 5,000 students on the basic digital skills that are coming in for us now so we kind of it's a, it's a volume business that comes in now it's only now that uh, we're working with the telcos and also with astron in funding some of these communities that cannot able to afford now that's why it's important now in terms of like seeing how can we get more partners to partner with us in allowing these services to be available in, in these areas 
what's the importance of of the kind of work that you do and why did you do that? Especially if you understand IT, oh, you could be doing things that are not uh, volume businesses, uh, especially with the connections that you have now. No, I mean, the important part is, I mean, we are living in the global world, the digital world. I mean, the digital aspect becomes a basic things. The coding has to be probably basic, I mean, element of every child. Even now, the AI has to be part of the basic to every child now. So the important of the work is becomes intensifying now with the technologies that are coming in now. So, so which means that we, we still have to do much more work. Because if you look at areas that we service, nothing's been done in those areas. And how, else we enable to see those areas to be there where we can find I mean, ourselves there. So it's, it's key to understand that the innovation and the I mean, creativity is going to come in in the township areas. And, and, and how do you bring tech to extend that those businesses can able to grow beyond the space where they are now? And we see us through as cellular as an enabler from access, skill, and also open up opportunity for those areas. What do you make of the fact that even though you are enabling people, uh, the people who don't have access to advanced technologies online, even if you're training them, even if you're assisting them with a CV, there is a digital divide in South Africa that's growing. And because of the high unemployment rate that we have, especially when it comes to the youth, it's almost like people are condemned to, people are condemned to, a really bleak future. So, I mean, the the I mean, the sad part that we see, even it be compounded by COVID, make it worse. Most of the government services are virtual now. If you look your ID, your grant, you look for like your SARS. I mean, like so. I mean, people that were servicing now they pay a price because they don't have a skill to do for themselves. So they will un- come to us and chew for us to assist them to apply for the school for us, for them to apply for a grant. Because they know if they go to a grant, they will take probably the entire day. And then if they do online, it becomes quicker in that aspect. Now, that's why it is important that I mean, the, the work that we do could be available in every areas, not only just assisting them, but also skilling them so that they can understand these basic things. Because where we are, it's not going to be move away. It's going to be worse. So which that those basic kind of skilling that has to become in is quite key that will allow us. Do you track, I mean, it's a business, so we're not expecting you to give everybody hugs and massages, but do you track the progress of people who come through your doors, either in that back part that you're talking about in terms of the training or the front part, and just see what's happening there? Does your intervention work? We do that. I mean, uh, part of the impact measurement is very key for us. That's why we're part of the global movement in terms of, of, of Schwab because of the impact that we do now. So we know the student when they end coming with us six months time, they work in a call center, retail space, in the data capture, in the government space now. Uh, some of them, they study further with the university and some of them, they start their own businesses now. We also check even the business that we're supporting now, the program that we're running with the businesses in terms of what opportunities. We even check on the business in terms of revenue, the employment of like what they do now because the impact is key and it's what probably will make us companies work with us because they want to see what the impact that we're doing in the community. And I think when you're teaching a skill, it's not just about the skill, right? Uh, if you are going to work somewhere, you need to know about the whatever you need to do, the IT, whatever, but then you also need to have a sense of how to work with people. Um, and I think when it comes to the digital space, as we're educating people, as people are becoming educated, the one challenge that I see across generations is people not being able to discern what is real and what is fake. 
that's a massive part. I don't want to talk about my family members and the stuff they send me. Like when I was going to work, one of my family members was like, yo, this and this and this. So there's a there's a there's a gap when it comes to not just the the practical skills but the the discernment. Do you think that people who are training need to add that part in, especially with the increase in AI and generative text? No, I think that's key part to differentiate is the fake is the news, and um, also key part to understanding what's like on the internet and also also how do you protect yourself in terms of the online because that's kind of safe cyber is going to be big part of like. And, and the skilling to understand that and differentiate that and understand in terms of, I mean, this is a legit or something that I can take it and use it and part of not finding myself around. It's a skill that we do now. And I think we can intensify it as more things comes about it. We can add even on our content now. But I think what's most important thing that we, I see that it's probably also I'm learning around that. There are two things I'm learning about, which is, I mean, part of the center that we have, it, also the work we do. It's one, we build social capital around, we build networks for people that can work together. And third party, we build communities now. So they come in in the class, coming together, they come in the program. By the time they left, they have a community now. So they can start working together, trusting to each other, and feel comfortable now to support each other now. So it's something that I kind of never anticipated, but it's kind of growing now to see how, especially on the entrepreneurship side now, because that's where that network becomes your social capital because you're able to go out and knowing someone who's referring you in that business opportunity. What are you hoping to achieve by the time Friday rolls around and the annual meeting 2024 is over? I mean, the one I want to achieve is to see the collaboration partners that we could able to establish through here and taking the work that we do in um, kind of in, in a global way in a sense that you could be able to have available in, in South Africa and even Africa now. So I'm seeing that. I mean, I've seen already some, I mean, I mean, interesting um, interaction already now. People want to say, like, we want this model. We're keen, we're doing it. Can we kind of like um, learn? So it's one kind of like more collaboration, more growth in that aspect now. And I'm also looking forward to able, as much as I carry my own businesses, to see the, the business of like seeing more understanding around social entrepreneur. Because I believe that in Africa, to unlock Africa, you have to social entrepreneur. But currently now you've got NGO and businesses. There's nothing called social entrepreneur. And I'm hoping that from a policy point of view, can understand that we can also tap in from the funding, with grant funding and, and donation also do the business now. So I think that's one thing that, that can be looked at in terms of like how it would. And I think more than anything, just like to position South Africa as, as a kind of a destination, even if we still have some problems around our government's destination in terms of opportunity as an entry to Africa, and also seeing that the energy of Africa, we still have that as South African. Fantastic. Even though we might not have energy all the time. Lubuyo <laughs> Khani from Sililo Uluto Technologies just joining me here at the World Economic Forum, talking about the work that his company is doing and the importance of doing good, even as you're doing business. It's time for a short break. When we come back, we're going to be taking a look at what's moving the markets locally and internationally. Our analyst for today who's going to be giving us a wrap of what he thinks is important is standing by on the other side of this. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Enzinger.